Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. Butlers, house cleaners, gardeners, cooks, chauffeurs, beef eaters, wet nurses, and personal fuck slaves. This is Cyber Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Allpike, and joining me are my fellow career booze, John and AJ. It's going to be uh, a cracker. I'm, you didn't ask me how I was or anything. But <laughs> do, I'm do, good. <laughs> thank you. Are you rude prick? <laughs> uh, do you guys know what a career boo is? I, I've, I've just come into contact with this term. Well, I know I only knew because I, I know what a weeboo is. So oh. a weeboo is if you're in into Japan and that, a weeboo is is a weebo or whatever is not what you want to be. Right. Oh. Okay. So it's an embarrassing, like disgusting, usually white, uh, Japanese geek who who like has a waifu pillow and right. you know so you. Just into anime. Well, <laughs> you know, I I Yes. I oh, didn't. I buy you a waifu p- pillowcase. Yes. Uh, do, do you have it on your bed? No, I don't. <laughs> well, how's this going to work? <laughs> but anyway, career boo. That's how I knew. So um, is that Ollie guy who got all the plastic surgery? Is he? Is he, he'd be a next level career boo, right? Fuck. If, if there's got, you know, I don't even think. Don't even give him. Give him something better. Like if you're going to get the surgery, just then he I is think Korean. you need to be. I think he's Korean. <laughs> Like, I mean, you are what you what the doctors Identifies. say you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if they say now you're Korean, then you go great. Thanks very much. Imagine being that doctor. We'll get into the housemaid 2010 in three seconds. But imagine being the doctor who w- worked on Ollie, and people say, "What do you do?" Oh, I'm I do transracial operations. Mm. That's not normal. That's not that's not like we don't need that. That's not like an appendectomy. Yeah. Mm. Like you know, how are you saving? Well, maybe you are saving all his life. I don't know. It's like D- Dr. Nick Riviera from. Uh... <laughs> yes, it is. From the Simpsons. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yes, you made me laugh. Thinking of Dr. Nick. Very good. If you're very young, you won't know him because you will be into season thirty-nine Simpsons, where they're not. They probably have banned him. So. Uh, the Housemaid 2010, directed by Im Sang Soo, written by the same, based on The Housemaid, very famous film, which I haven't seen, uh, from the 60s by Kim Ki Young. Uh, apologies for my Korean, it's not, it's no good, all right? So, strap yourself in for that. So, this film was following The Handmaiden from last week. Uh, you know, had, had we, neither, none of us had seen this movie. This is all fresh, right? No, I'd seen it before. Freshy. Oh, you, you'd seen of it Of course you had. Yeah, I saw it many years ago. I think I saw it at at a film festival. I I I'm not 100 percent sure, but I feel yeah. like it was at some sort of film festival. Yeah, Marth. yeah. Sorry, and I'm the only Marth. thing I remember about it was how he asks the chick to suck it like a straw. So. <laughs> mm, memorable. <laughs> so, <laughs> so did we all watch this solo or with partners? No, I watched it solo. Solo. I made Frank watch the last scene. Very good. 
Very good. He's got a nice little scrapbook of cinema <laughs> in his brain. <laughs> sort of the boobs from Max Monomore, yeah, yeah. the That's end right. scene from this. Yeah. You know, the best just you can put it all together. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> compilation <laughs> CD. <laughs> Ah, goodness me. All right, well, uh, let me just knock off this synopsis. It's, it's, it's less complex than last week, so, so stay with me. All right, and again, apologies for these names, but I'll, I'll do my best. An unnamed young woman commits suicide in an entertainment district. We're in Korea, obviously. And a restaurant worker, Yoon-Yi, and her roommate, uh, uh, well, she persuades her roommate, rather, to go to check out the scene of this, this suicide, which is now just a chalk outline. So that little, is that little intro into the story, a little ominous intro. And the next day, a woman called Byung-Sik, a maid uh, for some crazy rich age, Asians, uh, visits Yoon-Yi and hires the girl to be a live-in maid and au pair. And she's basically to do the bidding of her employers. Uh, her employers are Hoon, uh, the husband, played by Lee Jung-jae of Squid Game fame, which we'll get, we'll get into that, all right? Uh, and his heavily pregnant wife, uh, Ha-Rae. Uh, she's also uh, our maid, our protagonist, is to care for the couple's child, Nami. So Yoon-Yi moves in uh, with the, the handsome rich couple and strikes up a friendship with young Nami. And in between scrubbing the bathtub in her mistress's uh, and her mistress's panties, uh, she manages to catch the uh, the eye of husband Hoon, who wants to give her uh, wants her to give him rather uh, um, will give his bathtub a good scrubbing. <laughs> is what I meant to say, AJ. You got where I was going. <laughs> Anyway, they begin a sexual relationship, which is quickly discovered by Byung Sik uh, when she listens to Hoon demanding that Yoon Yi take his seed into her mouth, as Ricky said, suck it like a straw. Uh, Byung Sik uh, rats uh, on uh, Yoon Yi uh, to Hara. So, just to explain that, that's the the, the sort of the older maid at the the new at the mansion rats on our protagonist, our housemate of the title, to the wife. Uh, oh, sorry, the wife's mother-in-law. <laughs> it's getting confusing now. Tell, basically telling grandma uh, that the housemaid and her son-in-law have made it and now she's gotten herself pregnant. So uh, there's a lot of names in there, but very simple sort of setup. Um, so grandma takes matters into her own hands and not so subtly pushes Yunyi over the railing of the stairs, causing her to fall from basically chandelier height. And she suffers minor injuries and discovers that she's pregnant. Uh, which is difficult, which is hard because the straw thing, but we'll get into that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Grandma reveals the affair to Hare, that's her daughter, and, and the pregnant Hare uh, goes as far as to pick up a golf club and head to Yunyi's room to bash her head in, but she backs out at the last second. The next day, Grandma and uh, Hare, that's her daughter, offer Yunyi big bucks to have an abortion and get the fuck out of their lives. Yunyi refuses. Uh, Hare uh, steps it up by poisoning Yunyi's herbal medicine packets that she's gotten you know, to deal with her injuries. Uh, 
Hare uh, gives birth to uh, uh, beautiful young twins, uh, and her but her relationship with her hubby is now rocky at best because she knows all about the affair with the housemaid. So Hoon, the husband, returns home uh, for a break from the hospital and finds Yoon in the bathtub. This is where he, find, he finds out about the pregnancy. Uh, but shortly after, in the same scene, Yoon succumbs to the poison that she's been slipped in her herbal medicine and uh, she's taken to hospital uh, bleeding. So Grandma arranges uh, for the an abortion uh, without Yoon consent and afterwards, uh, yeah, Byung-sik, this is the older maid, reveals to Yoon that she knew about the pregnancy and presumably she that she ran it on her as well. So Yoon forgives her and swears revenge on the family. She sneaks back into the house and Hoon, the husband, finds her in the twins' room breastfeeding one of the boys. The whole family is gathered now uh, in the living room. That's everyone, grandma, uh, the, the twins, the wife uh, and the older maid, everyone. And Hare, the wife, demands that the head maid chase Yoon from the home. But instead, the longtime maid quits on the spot. This is Byung-sik. Um, and then Byung-sik, as she's leaving, begs Yoon not to go through with it. We don't know what, what she's talking about. Then we see what she's talking about. Yoon mounts the railing and in front of the family uh, hangs herself and then bursts into flames uh, with the entire Crazy Rich Asian family watching. Uh, and then we're treated to a final scene uh, much later at a birthday party of the young child Nami's. And basically, they're outside, it's snowing, the parents seem a little unhinged, they're singing, one of them's singing Happy Birthday, Marilyn style. <laughs> uh, and then, then Nami sort of looks off into the distance and we're, we're, we've got a lot of questions in our mind and that's the end of the movie. Okay. Mm. And that tiny tag at the end, it's the only uh, English spoken in the film as well. For some reason, they're speaking English yes. in, that, in that scene. So, Does, Yeah, I mean, I guess it's obviously the ending, we've got a lot of questions about that um, because it's, it's, yeah, it's very uh, elliptical, mm. sort of str- strange, ambiguous, all of those things. But first things first, Squid Game Guy was a hunk. Oh, he was, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I was watching this movie going, going, that guy's really familiar. And then halfway through it, I was like, he looks like the Squid Game guy, but he can't be the Squid Game guy. Like the Squid Game guy is like unkempt and unshaven and scrawny looking. And he's and, an actor. Yeah. And, but no, but then when you find that out, you go, oh, he's, he's, he's actually a really good actor. But I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just, I just actually, I was so shocked and I was so embarrassed that I'd been taken in by a, a, a wonderful performer. You know, he's done what we used to call um, good acting, which is to become someone not like you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas um, now you've got to be the thing to play the thing. So mm. I mean, Tom Hanks has told us that that's how it's got to be. So this was... Because in Squid Game, you're right. He looks like such a down and out douchebag. Well, he's supposed to be a loser, yeah. That, that's the yeah. whole thing. He's a loser, but he wins the thing. But this well. guy is like... Um, this it wouldn't work. It, in fact, if you cast, if he was like this in Squid Game, you'd go, oh, it's, this is this yeah. is too good. Yeah. Mm. He's got everything. He doesn't need to do the Squid Game. Yeah. You know, it's like eleven years later. Yeah, I know. So it's it's it, times times come mm. on. So random questions now. Yoon Yi and her roommate, who live in the the business district, whatever. Mm. I don't understand this kind of chick relationship. Like it, it, it's very intimate. You know, sort of hugging. I mean, I'm I'm a very simple man, so I saw them. I'm like, oh, they're lesbians, and then <laughs> <laughs> they're not lesbians. They're just friends who just live in the same bed and stuff. But I think it's cultural too, right? Can I say that? 
I think so. Mm. No, well, we, we don't. I mean, do, do, do you find this kind of relationship in, in Western females? Not for how old they are. Yeah, sure. I, I think also the sleeping in the same bed, uh, I think that's necessitated by the fact that they live in a ti- one of those tiny yeah, like, that's right. city. It's true, but they're mm. you know, bundling. They're like, she was asleep on her breasts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like that's really, yeah. that's next level intimacy. But that, mm. that, that could be comical though. Like if they took that in a, in a different direction, it could kind of be a bit funny because, you know, she's comically sort of round and... But it, it wasn't played for that. No, it though. wasn't no. played for that at all. The, no. they, they played it. It was just sort of, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it just seemed like they had that sort of friendship. But but mm. look, I am being small, rather small minded. Like uh, the um, you know, in Abraham Lincoln's time, uh, it was very typical for men to have very intense relate friendships, mm. and like their letters, they would you would write almost love letters to your friends, and like they had these like deep betrayals, and they would, I, I'm told, sleep in the same bed and. Who knows what else went on? But, um, you know, it was, um, I, I, I just think that, yeah, it was more a product of, I guess, as you say, culture and time. I looked at it and I went, oh, like, you know, I'm all hung up about it. And I was like, mm. I wanted them to scissor, maybe. <laughs> well, we saw that last week. <laughs> we did. But like, and I don't care whether, the, whether you, what the quality is, like quality and what you'll do. Oh. You know, quality goes, goes up with what, with what you'll do. True. Wow. Do you know what I mean? If you do, see, guys, see, you've Rick, heard it here first. Ricky said it. This is I could almost do a mathematical equation. It's like X is, you know, your attractiveness, <laughs> and like you know, Y is well, what you'll do. Up. What you'll do, <laughs> yeah. you know, for me, and then equals how hot it all is. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> pervert mathematician. Yeah. You heard it here first. I think you're onto something. Uh, so anyway, that's my first thoughts. <laughs> well, uh, we, we did have a, a sort of a comical uh, time with this film because of the mm. subtitles. Now, we found it hard to find a, a version that had... The first version that, that we had, the subtitles were rubbish. No, mm. that was the second. The first version, when he was fucking his wife, it said, fuck me in the ass." <laughs> I didn't get that in the third version. No. Hmm. I believe it was it was please insert in the other place. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Whereas you've you've made it, you know, a bit coarse. Well, Either way, I was that's my role. I was into it. So, but then in the third version, it, yeah, it wasn't even in it. No, it was. No. I'll, I'll finish you with my mouth. That's what she said. Mm. I mean, that's all good stuff, but it was. Um, <laughs> it was. It's, it's different, isn't it? It's funny. Yeah. We got, we got sort of. Two different sexy versions, you know. Mm. Yeah. But just, dear dear listener, if you are interested in seeing the <laughs> film, you can see it for free. Turn your ad blocker on. I don't think there's anything illegal about these. Well, there are sort of mildly half illegal streaming sites, but you can go to Kiss Asian or Drama Cool, which is where you can get all the... Uh, uh, all the Asian c- content you want. And the the subtitles were, were spectacular. Mm. Like, they, they were very... Yeah. That was spot on. And particularly mm. because I'd watched it with bad subtitles. That's right. Yeah. So, well, I, I had to watch it um, a second time at like twice the speed with the proper subtitles yes. to get through yeah. it. But I got so much more out of it, you know. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't know she was pregnant. Yes. No, I didn't know either. So, I mean, and <laughs> so, that, that's a big problem. If you don't know she's pregnant. So I was like, what's like, the big what deal? The oh, I thought knew she was pregnant, but I didn't know that. I thought there were two older maids. All right. <laughs> I was confused right. by that, and I didn't know that that was her mother because she looks, she looks fairly young. I oh, the mother-in-law, yeah, Asian milf, gilf. 
Got <laughs> What's a gilf? Well, it's the next step up. Oh, grandma. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Technically, she's a gilf. And so. I thought that Nami was a boy. I thought Nami was a boy. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed because I there's my vets, well, the receptionist is Nami. And she's a girl, so oh. I should have put it all together. I yeah. was just—I thought totally it was a boy. Yeah, so, so did I. Anyway, the, this is all boring stuff because the the, the the point is that we we blew it, then we didn't, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and now we understand the movie. I told you the plot. We know what's happening now, so everyone knows we know, so we can get our head around it. But but uh, here we have another film, just like Squid Game. I suppose The Handmaiden doesn't deal with it to the same extent because it's it's not. Uh, modern tale but this is oh Parasite obviously we've talked about that mm. uh, class based drama so mm. that so Korea can't stop thinking about um, basically they're in stage one they're in stage one of hooray capitalism they had capitalism they were probably grateful for 30 seconds and then now they're going oh geez it's a bit unfair in that people, some people are rich some mm. people are poor and you know there's all these and they're obsessed with, with rich assholes yeah. Um, you know, you sort of using everyone, and because this film we start in the um, the end. Enter- what I thought was really striking was this 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 sort of documentary section at the beginning of the entertainment district, and mm. yeah. we, we, it sets up um, food workers, pamphleteers, a woman walking along just throwing pamphlets on the ground, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. emptying pamphlets, and I'm like, wow, is it, she is that's doing a bad job, so. <laughs> Uh, it it immediately sets up people who work and people who play. Mm. Yeah. So you can afford to play, then you're not the worker. So you're either the person who makes the who put the crayfish or put the person who eats it. And then we have that uh, the suicide of an unnamed person, and that's 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 the whole film because then essentially we're going in in an askance way into the life of a person like that because our question is as our hero's question is oh how does this happen and you go well now we know how it happens mm. so you, you go in you suck it like a straw you get yeah. pregnant you, you eat some you drink some herbal stuff and then you burn up <laughs> hanging from a rope <laughs> near a glass chandelier like near it's made of broken chandelier. bottles yes yeah yeah right. <laughs> it's just a normal chandelier i I've, i found that the old the old maid was mm. quite an amazing performance and I, I sort of think maybe the film could have been more about her in a way. Yeah. Don't you think? Not really sexy. Well, you could still have all that sexy stuff, well, but I, we I, saw her titties. We did, yeah. But because she's been there for so long, and and maybe she'd mm. seen a number of younger maids like her come and go, that maybe she could be the person kind of pulling the strings a little bit more. You know, having worked there for mm. decades. And I, but but I also thought if if she had a little bit more power within that structure, it would have made it it kind of given it just a slightly more complicated dimension because it is all about sort of this power, this you know this sort mm. of um, this 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 um, I don't know like a boiling pot of because it's just that small cast. It's the mother-in-law, it's the wife, it's the husband, it's the two maids, mm. and it's like it's just them. So it could kind of shift it could around be a, a play. little bit more. You know, mm. if if it could just give it another complicated dimension, you know, because then I thought the power the power dynamics could move not only sort of side to side but up and down, like through the class as well. Like, but people people seem to we can get this to this later. But melodrama seems to be one of the words thrown around. Yes, yeah. Which you know that's heavy. It's a heavy word. 
does wrong. Mm. Like that, that means you're saying that the drama is sometimes unwarranted. <laughs> <laughs> like it's too much or inappropriate or expected or whatever yeah. um, mm. over the top. Because, so but you're right though, because that often can be a quite powerful position when you have been there for a long time. You are overseeing everything and running the house essentially. Mm. So then in some cases you do end up quite a powerful member of the house. Yeah. Mm, she yeah. says as being a nanny before for many yeah. years. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you were the housemaid. Yeah. I was. I did not suck it like a straw. <laughs> or set yourself on fire whilst dangling. Yeah, no, there. none of that. No. But it, but the movie's pretty focused on telling this story of that we've seen a few, quite a bit now, which is hmm. yeah, this 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 inequality going on in in Korea. Um, so it it hinges on how much you care about that, really. Mm. Like if you, um, you know, if you if you. Because, I mean, this girl is a victim, but uh, is it is it too much to say that she could have left at a couple of points? Well, it's, it's her. I, th- I think that if she played the character differently, if it was written differently, it, like I felt completely different about Parasite. Mm. That really plagued, yeah, plagued me. Mm. Well, that Parasite goes in thing. a diff- different different uh, direction, doesn't it? Because they, they're such douchebags and then they they you, you unexpectedly like them, whereas this has gone the other way, much more mm. traditional. It's she's a babe in the woods, and we're meant to like her because of that. But she didn't do anything particularly clever to get me to like her. That's mm. right. Like the way I, I did liked... like her, but well, I, I, yeah. But, but yeah, okay. But th- but then I was annoyed. Like I was like, don't you don't feel good having that medicine? Don't drink. Stop it. Yeah, drinking it. yeah. Mm. She just did yep. did some kind of silly things, you know. Hmm. And you could say she was in love with the man or led led on but that's been happening since the beginning of time for goodness sakes but but she never sort of makes it explicit that she thinks that that he, that he will leave his wife for her though like if she if that was sort of made explicit that that's what she thought then it would make her motivation for sort of coming back or not or, like or more not of leaving. that should have happened yeah. yeah because there were only a few scenes really yeah yeah i should have played that up more recognize it it's yours. Thanks, Pa. Mm, my pleasure, baby. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my so do we want to talk about the end or what 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 did you think about the ending what what was your read what was the point of this insane you mean that the, the birthday party in the snow? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's uh, it's really quite confusing. Why Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. <laughs> and what was he talking about? The dad says it's all for you or something. So to the kid? because they gave her a painting. Yeah. Oh. But but the painting as well is just like 
it's it looked like clip art. Yeah, but but it yeah, was it like did. it was a topless like bombshell. No, shell. it was all Marilyn's names. It was like it was it was like it looked like it said Norma Jean right. mm. Marilyn. It was all their different names. Yeah. See, I don't know what Marilyn Monroe's got to do with the ending, but no. I, I, I had I <laughs> she had was read, singing Happy Birthday like Marilyn was. Yeah, but I've read that the ending was that basically the 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 couple had gone crazy. Because of mm. <laughs> because of what, what you know, witnessing the death of the um, housemaid, and then to to sort of, but also the guilt that they feel that their child witnessed that, that they're mm. overcompensating by trying to give them give her lavish birthday parties and stuff. This is a very subtle ending, and uh, mm. a victim of its own subtlety. This is the opposite of Jingle Balls in the in the vagina. <laughs> yes. You know, what, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. from last week, like. If you and I think it's good because it is a bit of a it's a bit of a mind worm. Mm. Like it works because you're sort of confused, but maybe there's just one or two little cues missing. Like it was like if you want to, I always think of the end of maybe there will be blood, for instance, which is a similar ending. Like he's gone crazy, and but there are lots of cues in that scene where he's he's around the bend. You know, um, there's another film, Jack Nicholson film, The Pledge, which is the same. So. This was just not like they didn't seem unhinged enough. Yeah. Like they were outside, mm. it was snowing. I was like, "That's weird," but no, like it wasn't. There was no, um, no, no. He, it would be different if the dad just like was smiling and then he just like unexplained, like pissed himself. <laughs> but he was, but, but he was still smiling. You'd go, "Oh, oh god!" But you it's know? still a very different take from the rest of the movie. Like we said before, the plot was quite easy mm. to follow in that, and then there's just this end out yeah. of nowhere. But also. Do, 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 if if we're, we if we we don't begin with Nami, so we're ending with Nami. So that's, I mean, you, you know, you don't need to. It doesn't need to be all tied up in a bow. But at the same time, you're telling me by the final frame what the film is about. Mm. So the final frame it's left field. Yeah, but if the final frame is Nami's face, then that's what the film's about. So you can't tell me that it's about the housemaid if Nami is the, <laughs> you know, if it's that's it's obviously about something else. So mm. I don't know. Like I wasn't invested in that kid enough. No. No. To, to to for me to go like you know in the way that I am with Haley Joel Osment in mm. Six Sense like I know that's a strange movie but <laughs> to bring up but I was into I was I wanted him to but succeed. but the movie was about that kid though but this one is not true yeah no that's that's true that's fair but at the same time like you've got to give these kids something to work with you've got to give them some scenes you've yeah. got to give them yeah. something to do something something to contribute they can't they can't just be there and look cute and go you know not say much. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but also it was a little too surrealist, maybe. It was all one take as well. One take, wide-angle lens, mm. um, and not like the rest of the movie. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is the direct quote. I don't know if you've got this written down, but this is from an interview. Uh, I think it was from twitch.com. Uh, my final question, the coda to the film is nearly surreal and extremely stylized set piece that proves unsettling for being so ambivalent. Can you offer a bit of insight as to what you wanted the audience to take away from last scene? So Sang Su, the director, says, uh, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding the last scene. Even one of the producers wanted it deleted. Many people complain about it. <laughs> but with without that scene, I think the movie would have been just so-so. Uh, I went with my gut feeling and included it. It's a simple setup. They're giving a birthday party to a little girl who just witnessed something terrible and trying to cover up her trauma with expensive gifts. I wanted audience to wonder if she could truly heal from such an event. I got I got all that probably before before they ran out of the living room. I don't know, probably not. So, <laughs> so what now? You know, yeah. like it was just not. 
no she's not gonna it doesn't matter like like it's not about healing like it's about like i wanted hints as to how it was going to manifest later in her life mm. don't you think a better ending would be because she sort of spontaneously combusts which isn't explicitly shown how that even happens mm. like do you think it would be better if somehow she'd lock the doors and like everyone just burnt alive and the whole house just, okay. you know went up in flames you know yeah i get well yeah sure and then their head maids walking out with a suitcase while the fires in the background because it's all about what you want people to feel i guess but they they look i get what i guess what you do get get from it is i don't know about nami really because the movie's called the housemaid mm. and i thought the message was I'm meant to to have in, have an insight into uh, the exploitation of the working class in 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 Korea, and this is because everything that happens to her is quite dreadful, and and it's enabled by the fact that you have to take the money. Like they off, they always buy themselves out of their problems. They mm. say here is money, and the thing is, you have to take it. Yeah. Like you you can't not take the money. You have to take the money. Uh, like Squid Game, <laughs> so they can just do whatever they want, and and you know force you to get an abortion. Like the guy can just have sex with you, the wife can slap you, they can mm. take everything away from you, um, and get away with it. So that, that was the point, I guess. Yeah. But mm. make you crazy. So Hoon's wife is heavily pregnant. It's working out all the time, and the reason the reason she says she's working out all the time because she wants to be fit enough to give birth naturally. Not like these Western women who are too posh to push. She wants five children, mm. but she she drinks a shitload of wine. So mm. she wants five kids, but she, what she wants them all to be like retarded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, th- I think I don't know what the rules are in, in Korea <laughs> because here you, everyone's told to you know lay off the pingers and, uh, <laughs> and the booze for a little bit. Hey, yeah. So I don't know, but that, that look again. We can get to it later in the Me Too meter, but it, it, the yeah, the vision of femininity and uh, on all sides is quite it's quite interesting. Mm. You know what I mean? Even with the wife and you know her desires and what she looks like and everything. Um, but don't you think it's interesting though that that Hoon he's the only man in a, in a universe like managed by strong women essentially. Mm. Like yes, and people have made a big deal of him or. or uh, objecting to not being included in the in the forced abortion or something yes yeah mm. you know like he's still gotta throw his weight around yeah know? no i always mm. thought it was like he you know he's trying to protect his his off his offspring his seed you seed. know <laughs> yeah because they don't want her to come back later right that's right mm. yep the um the grandma's got a great couple of great lines here she says to the to her daughter with a rich husband cheating is just part of the package yeah so there you go. Kevin Samuels approves. May you rest in peace. Uh, let him sleep around if he wants. Later you can enjoy yourself and live like a queen. <laughs> Captivating image. She's living like a queen now, though. Really, she doesn't have How to do shit. How much more fucking queen does she want to live yeah. like? And but weirdly, she's reading the book. She's reading is the second sex. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah. So what's the point of that? Mm. Yeah. 
Like that is totally that is that's uni level direction. Mm. That's like I'll have you reading Nietzsche or something. You know what I mean? Like it's so obvious and mm, so yeah. on the I mean it, unless the point is that she's I just don't believe that's what she would read. She she exhibited nothing mm. resembling mm. um any of the ideas in that or she's not part of a book club, she's not reading it to look cool or she just you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. not a feminist in any way that we would recognize. So what's the point of this? Mm. She might as well have just been reading um, it would have meant more to me if she was reading Lean In, Lean Out, or whatever the fuck Sheryl Sandberg's dumb book is, mm. <laughs> or or Korean Vogue. Yeah, mm. well, the, or In Style or something. Yeah, yeah. Go, okay, that would be mm. more appropriate. Mm. So I don't know, but anyway, a um, a hot girl scrubbing your bathtub mm. will never not be hot. With yeah. that flash of panties. <laughs> now. I, AJ, you don't don't give me any personal information, but I'm just saying in your anecdotal experience of women and all of that, all the women you know and whatever. Um, I'm told, like I've I've mentioned this to Katie, you know, and and she reckons that white panties aren't really a thing. No, they're not a thing. They're not a thing. So it's like really? it's for for fairly obvious reasons. Like it's yeah, you know what I mean, and um, which is a shame. <laughs> You're putting it out there. But it's a shame and I want it to not be true. Okay. That it, that it doesn't happen. And I want it to happen. And why are they selling them if it, if it doesn't happen? That mm. doesn't make sense. So, well, you know, so these, these, two, these two sexy movies we've watched back to back, you know, last week's Handmaiden, it, it kind of, I, I now kind of get how guys can have autogynophilia, you know, particularly with hot lesbian scenes. I can understand how you could get obsessed with like actually being a lesbian, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to know? I know. I, I, I sometimes I feel that way. So. I like that you're both tongue tied. <laughs> <laughs> As a joke, every Christmas when my wife asks me what I want, I'd say breast implants. But I think this year, I think this year I might go all the way. I might do it. <laughs> the Koreans have inspired me. You enjoy your lifelong <laughs> medical uh, troubles. Yes. But you see, <laughs> in the old da- olden days, you could dabble a little bit in female cosplay and then still have to go to work and earn a living mm. and yes. get on with things. But now you're encouraged at every turn to flaunt your kink and make it a central part of your identity at home, at work, everywhere. You know? Yeah, so Absolutely. if you were wearing silky women's underwear, that you'd be forced to get them out at Friday night drinks now. That's or right, on yeah. Zoom calls. Talk about them at work. <laughs> Check out my new tits. I got them done just the other day for Christmas. <laughs> Check no, out my man. white panties. White panties. White panties. Just, 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 just make white panties great again. <laughs> you know, like I don't know why that. You know, it's just I feel so I'm angry that <laughs> because you've been lied to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, they're so great, you know, like, and all the other stuff, the frills and all that. Yeah. Whatever. Just cottontails. Just go for it. Just yeah. get the cottontails really? out and let's, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. No lace, yeah. no nah, silk. No, fuck all that. No, nah. that's made for, that's made for just chicks. Just white yeah. I want Cotton- cottontails. <laughs> that's what I want. That's what yep. guys want. Yeah. And yeah, it's probably just a matching, matching upper part. No, 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 uh, sort of flourish. Oh, just yeah. Strip it all back. Strip yeah. it all back. No ornamentation. No, yep, yep, yep. Oh. Unless, see, but you're talking to us, whereas the guy, 
who likes to bolt on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 He likes something else. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, you, you're getting two different guys. They, they want they <laughs> want the women to actually look like dolls, like sex dolls. Just ask him what if the, he likes Riley Reed or <laughs> someone else. And if it's not if it's not if it's not like Sasha Gray or Riley Reed or Remy Lacroix, it's some it's yeah. some other chick like with big bolt ons. You go, oh, okay, all right, I like, get it. Uh, I get it. What's like, what's the one Trump Trump got involved with? Stormy, oh, Stormy Daniels. Daniels? Stormy. Yeah. Like if he's like, oh, geez, I'll tell Daniels. you what. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of four, Keeper or Creeper, this is a micro edition because Ooh. there is one man in this movie, mm. pretty much. I can't, I, you know, I don't even have any apes to work with in this no. one. So uh, we've had two movies with apes who both appeared on Keeper or Creeper. <laughs> Not one of them, I believe, got pretty close. <laughs> I think. I like to keep you guys guessing. <laughs> yes. So, all right. Here we go. Uh, Lee Jung Jai as Hoon. Look, just a couple of things. You know, what you see is what you get, really. Ooh. In his 30s, so definitely ready to rock. Um, high value man. So rich, um, you know, busy, obviously. A lot of, lot of trips, so a bit of time to yourself. Shredded. Yeah. Tight mm. as a drum. Like he's yeah. got sort of a Travis Bickle body, like where it's just like, you know, or Joaquin in the in Joker, mm. just mm. just ready Patrick to Bateman. you know, mm. yeah, a little bit of Bateman in there. And look, and this maybe, look, I don't know, this could be romantic. I'm not, I, I, I'm not too sure. Get your opinion. He wants to to finish inside. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good? all about the throwdown. So that's good. Like, I mean, because, you know, I I don't want to get into too much detail here, but I feel like <laughs> a guy who's doing other stuff, you know, put, that's piggish. Mm. But he's, he's like, oh, you know, I want he what means he wants connection. He wants mm. to be close. He wants all of that stuff finished. Where if he's like, you know. Let I'm, me come all over your face. Yeah, yeah. The, whatever. <laughs> Any other place, it's it, you're outing yourself as being someone mm. who, with an ulterior motive. So um, that's that's what he's all about. Um, it's fairly self-involved, hmm. so um, I don't know. But then again, for the beginning, he'll 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 be all over all over you. So that's true. I don't know. A bit of wine. Yeah, oh, a lot of wine, <laughs> lot and of it'd wine, be yeah. good wine. It looked yes, mm. it did look good. Yeah, yeah. Made that was his good. big come on. He'd, he'd give you the thing and mm. pour you some wine and just watch you drink it, and then. Mainly a lot of BJ's. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of BJ's. So they don't, don't call know. it a job for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know whether I've done a good sell tonight. That's Hoon. Uh, keep or creep. Hoon's hot. Hot, rich. Fuck me. He's also got a good smelling dick as well. Mm. Oh, this is coming from the third subtitle <laughs> version. And I sent you the screen cap. Because she said, oh, I love that scent. That She didn't even say scent, it was smell. And I was like, goodness me. <laughs> so that was a very memorable... She loves the smell of a juicy D. <laughs> yeah, it was the, it's those things that stick with you, those little things. That's right. So, <laughs> so anyway, keep on Do we think... Well, you've got to think it through. Now, we've got to keep the integrity of it. So how's it... Go- I mean, think it through. He's, you know, it's hot and great, it but is. like, can you see an, a, a horizon? Is there a is there a point where some of this might not not be good? Or 
I'm kind of in it for the good times. Well, <laughs> no, I guess you've made me feel bad. I have to say creep. Well, no, I just want to make sure you make the right decision <laughs> because I'm trying to keep the integrity of Keeper or Creeper. I would hate for the people <laughs> to email in and say, you know what? Keeper or Creeper has really fallen off. <laughs> the <laughs> and, integrity of it. And I'd say, I'd say, oh, and I'd say, shut up. I'd go, next you're going to be ragging out the boobometer. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll say the what? And I'll say it's a new feature. Don't worry. <laughs> nah, he's a bit of All a right. cunt. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll translate for our international audience. That means creeper. Yes, John, you, you didn't mention his amazing piano skills. Mm. I'm embarrassed. He was he played Beethoven, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was very good. Very um, good. And this got me thinking. You know, uh, because. In uh, in East Asia, classical music is huge. Right? Mm. It's it's huge. So why can they borrow our culture, but we can't borrow theirs? You know. How do you uh, know I'm not wearing a kimono right now? Well, <laughs> how do you know I'm not I wearing a kimono? You, you could have just said, "I can see you." And you could have put a t-shirt on. Well, I can't see your lower half. You could be like. A, a lower half kimono. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. I know I'm getting off track. No, AJ, what do you think of guys? That rock the Balinese uh, oh. rap around the lower half. Oh. No, no, no. What do you think of those the guys? Thongs, Havianas. They weren't Havianas with that. Is this a wrong? Is that what yeah, it is? I yeah, think so. Yeah. And they've got, and they're just, they, they just, they don't even mention it. Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Straw hat, no. Bondi. <laughs> but this, this, this classical music thing is, 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 is interesting because. There's like there's 36 million Chinese children studying the piano over over wow. over in China, and you know Korea it's the same. Like there's a lot of classical music there. You know, it just made me think. You know, because a- a- Asians are seen as like white adjacent now, and at some universities they're required yes, to gain true. higher grades uh, to gain admission. Mm. So maybe maybe that's why they can engage in, you know, classical music and mm. not really get get any flack for it. You know. Well, it's it's. I feel like we are, I think we've come at this from from a lot of different angles and that's maybe partly what we're trying to do. It, we, we just live in this bifurcated world. We live in this, this. it reminds me of this, this great book I read. It's also a TV series, but I haven't seen that. The book is called The City and the City, right? And the simple premise is that there's two cities living on top of each other. So you and me, we're in the same space. Or me and Katie right now are in this house. She could be living in the other city and I'm living in my city. Uh, and you have to unsee the other city and just walk out of the way of those people. And if you see them, then you're in breach and you get arrested. So it's quite brilliant. And the way to get into the other city, uh, you actually have to go to, to like a terminal and go through the terminal. And then you can come outside the terminal and then you're allowed to see the other people. It's fucking brilliant. It's a China medieval uh, uh, novel. Uh, it's, it's it's proper science, uh, science fiction. And the reason I'm boring you with that what I think a brilliant conceit is that we sometimes I feel like we're living in the city in the city where, you know, you, you in this situation, because uh, none of the none of these postmodern assholes, none of their rules make sense. So what they're asking you to do is to unsee everything, and then then the people in the other city, which is normal people, the people you know who just don't give a fuck about all this woke shit, or yeah, the Koreans, the Chinese, or whatever, who are laughing their ass off about all this stuff, by the way, and making it worse. Uh, in a lot of cases, they're just getting on with it. They're just going, they're just saying, 
Uh, anyway, um, you know, uh, soon, uh, tonight, uh, you will be playing piano until your fingers bleed. Oh, what will I be playing on the piano? And they're like, oh, Beethoven um, and um, all of the masters. You'll hmm. be playing all of the masters because the masters are the best and you'll, you want to be the best, don't you? So that those, we have to, um, that is a, you're not allowed to say any of that. You know, we've been through this a million times. We should be saying to certain, uh, about certain artists, uh, we should be grateful uh, in the way that Heather McDonald says we should be grateful to these artists. We should say thank you and leave it at that. Thank you, Shakespeare. Thank you, Mr. Shakespeare. And if you do, I don't know, 30 years of scholarship and you've read everything on him, well, maybe then you can do some takedowns. If you haven't, I don't want to hear it. I want to hear what you think of Hamlet. And we'll leave it at that. And if you don't know anything beyond that, I don't care. Oh, but you know, his wife might have written it all. Oh, I, I hear a bunch of poor women uh, uh, really wrote the plays. I'm like, I don't care. You haven't read them. So we don't, we can't talk about it, you mm. know? So, I, I mean, I feel like that's the world we're living in. Now, I found a great uh, article. It's, it's, it was quite, uh, quite short, actually. It was sort of a summary, I think, of someone's academic paper in the Wilson Quarterly, and it was titled, Why is Western Classical Music So Popular in China? Now, I know this, this film is from Korea, but the Koreans are also into same. classical music. <laughs> well, they're, they're very much into classical music, as are, as are the Chinese. So I, I just want to read this paragraph here. It says, Western, Western classical music wasn't introduced to the Chinese public until Christian missionaries came in the 19th century, but it quickly gained popularity and prestige as a symbol of the Western culture of scientific progress and modernization. The rigors of classical training fit the Confucian value of self-cultivation through self-discipline. Confucius believed that the study of music was an indispensable way to train the mind and considered it more important than mathematics and writing. The great sage said that one is roused by poetry, established by ritual and perfected by music. So for, for East Asians, it's all about engaging in a discipline that's integral to creating high-performing citizens, you know. Whereas in the mm. West, you know, we just say, oh, that's just dead white guy stuff. You know, you should be you should be studying hip-hop, you know, you should be studying urban Beats. music. Beat-making. Beat-making. Well, you should just be dancing on TikTok, really. Yeah. <laughs> to Twerky. other people's songs, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Created by Chinese just, yeah. developers. <laughs> that's exactly right. Who yes. can play P uh, Beethoven. Mm. <laughs> so they go home, they play Beethoven, then they code and make TikTok yeah. and they send it here and then shake them buns. That's right. You know, and then I watch the buns. <laughs> and I don't learn how Follow to Follow us on Beethoven. TikTok, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. What a, what a, fa I mean, they're right. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, yep. yeah, they, they get it. They get, they, look, that's the thing. Um, the Chinese Communist Party are a genocidal, hateful, despicable regime, and uh, and I wish them all the ill will. But China has a long history, uh, you know, with with a, a spirited people, and and I look forward to learning more about them when we're allowed to, when the CCP lets us. But at the same time, um, you know, you should we should look. To, the CCP get a couple of things right. We should be listening to them about about what they because they're they're in many ways they're successful. They've got successful ideas. You know, there's a lot of shit that's not working out. But, you know, when they say shit like, oh, we, we TikTok, we, apparently their version, I don't know this 100%, but their version of TikTok, like, shuts off at night or something. Right. Like, you can't use it at night. That's a good idea. Mm. That's, a, that's a great idea. To, you know what I mean? Like, or, or they, they would just, yeah, they would go, yeah, you're going to learn how to play Beethoven. It's amazing. And, oh, but I'm going to give up. And he go, oh, well, do, you, do you want to be good or do you want to mm. be, do you want to be not good? 
So I, I just feel like there's a lot of stuff, and and we you, we could listen to them. Like it's it's a bit like, and this is the last weird thing I'll say. Well, it's not. Really, <laughs> it? It's not, is it? No. However, no. But it it takes the French to tell America how good jazz is, or how good Woody Allen is, or yeah, how good yeah. you know Jerry Lewis is, or whatever. Mm. Like they it takes an outsider, and this is what I try and do with America. I'm I'm here to say to America, hey baby. You're all good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, so it takes, we should be listening to the Chinese and playing and getting into um, to, to classical. But well, also, what we used to. But, well, but with the classical stuff as well, Ricky, didn't we re- read that, uh, well, uh, this article recently where the guy said that um, with the piano or, or Western style music, the, the possibilities are, are frankly uh, greater than with some other cultures music like in terms you can interpret other cultures music with a piano but you can't go the other way sometimes oh, this is with, with western notation it, it's a western system notation. that yeah western notation uh is a system that's been developed that basically can map uh pictures in in time which no other no other culture has successfully kind of come up with a system that that's so accurately can represent on the page what what you can hear and sound so you can take you can you can notate any culture's music using Western notation, but you can't do that in reverse. So you couldn't take, say, um, classical Indian uh, notation and use that to notate a Mahler symphony. It wouldn't work. It's impossible. Oh, wow. Whereas the other way is possible. So you could take Western notation and you could uh, notate some. And so the underlying idea, the uns, the uns, you know, I like the unsayable. So the unsayable thing that you're saying with this is that there is such a thing as a superior idea that there is there there is such a thing as it's not a good idea or a bad idea well that those things exist but in this case there is a superior thing and then there's a thing that's not as good it has value in and of itself but when you compare them left and right you would you know if you had to learn one system it would be the one on the right it would be that's the right. western yeah. one yeah. at the moment mm. until the aliens come down you know it's just more one. developed and it's more uh it's just more efficient it's just better for for what it does you know well it's supposed to do you've been tricked you're on colonial candid camera you <laughs> fucking pig you racist pig it was all a trick you should have said fuck beethoven that fucking douchebag <laughs> ah shit uh, anyway um but actually just while we're on this well because we've sort of dancing around this as well how long is it before korea leaves behind its interest in the working mm. class in favour of gender and race ideologies. Yes, I was thinking that, yeah. How long? I, I think it'll take a while because do they have a large immigrant population? I think it would have to take a certain amount of, of immigration to happen before, you know. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Because mm. it's got to start with race first, right? Mm. Or or maybe maybe gender will get in there. Oh, here we go. Major ethnic Koreans, 99.99%. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, they're they're away. Look, this is what I'm. I would love to know what they think. Like, because if you're Korean, and you come to a Western country, and I mean anywhere in the Anglosphere, take your fucking pick. It could be anywhere, Australia, New Zealand, or Canada, all the same. Go to any of them, and you, they must be so confused, right? They must be like, they're like, oh, I don't understand. They'd be like, well, actually, you get that in wonderful immigrant areas, even in Sydney. Like, you go to um. That you can always tell an an immigrant, um, uh, like 
sort of veggie shop because they've got this like Australian flag mm. out the front. They're yeah, proud yeah, as all get it. out. They're yeah. like, isn't this great? They're like, isn't this great? Mm. And then everyone's like, no, it's not great. And then mm. they go, why? Why isn't it great? And they're like, well, just, you know. And I'm like, I don't know. So, like, I, I want to know what they think because the, even in Squid Game and this movie and to a certain extent Parasite, um, the bad guys, especially in Squid Game, are so quaint, really. They're old-fashioned bad guys who know they're bad and exploit the working class. Um, Bill Gates doesn't think he's the bad guy. No. No one in Biden's ha- White House thinks they're the bad guy. No one at the New York Times thinks they're the bad guy. You know what I mean? Um, so, but they really are the bad guys. <laughs> like, because they're the ones sowing the division. The hateful yeah. that they've got their elites who um they're running the squid game mm. and we're the ones running and the thing one of the things they're using is us all killing each other over 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 race and gender agreed right. <laughs> <laughs> well i have very little trivia to bring you guys oh. so little in fact that i had to just make up facts no <laughs> not quite that would be next level. But I, I had to look into the background of some of the actors to get and, and actresses to get some trivia. So I've only got one on our main guy, uh, Lee Jung Jae. He owns a chain of upscale Italian restaurants. And he was discovered when working in a cafe in Seoul where a designer named Hai Jung Soo saw him and launched him into a brief fashion model career. So that's pretty much it. Ooh. Everyone was kind of boring and there was no trivia. So... <laughs> no yeah. trivia. No, not, not that I could find. Mm-hmm. Well, no, so, we got we, we we had that thing about the deleted scene. They did they did well, go back and that. forth yeah. about that. That's something. Uh, I think, yeah, that um, is something. The, the, the final scene. Mm. Well, anyway, that's enough. Some reviews, or are we going to do the me too meter? No, no. Give me. I want reviews. That's All right. Want. So the first one uh, comes from the failing New York Times, and it's titled "Taking Up with a Maid Might Upset the Family" <laughs> by A. O. <laughs> Scott. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's uh, proper. And uh, this reviewer says, uh, calls the film a lurid cocktail of titillation and betrayal that never quite lived, lives up to its intoxicating potential. Uh, mm. Rather than sweep from melodrama to black comedy to surrealist pastiche, it hesitates among those possibilities uh, as if unable to calculate the proper ratio of sincerity to camp. Mm. Yeah, good review. Um, they go on to say, uh, Mr. Im's voluptuous visual palette combined with the dexterity of his cast is enough to hold your interest and at times to make you hold your breath. Mm. Now, uh, Michael Phillips from the Chicago Tribune said the sleek remake of the sexual thriller The Housemaid uh, is best approached as an examination of what happens to wealthy people and their employees who live in a house decorated and furnished uh, with a complete lack of earth tones. The acting's very strong throughout, uh, though few would argue that the final half hour satisfies either as suspense or narrative or social observation. It feels rushed and clumsy. I didn't really like The Housemaid at all when I saw it several months ago at Cannes. In and among uh, more high-minded and risky ventures, it felt like a cheap thrill. Now, though, in these dog days of early February, cheap thrills are to be taken far less lightly. The film's worth seeing mostly for uh, Jean, who uh, suggests a calculating minx one second, a vulnerable underclass victim the next. She reminds us uh, how many notes a first-rate actress can play at once and how few a first-rate actress typically is required to play, whatever that role. 
these things are always time stamped mm. when you can say things like yeah. she's a minx. You, <laughs> a minx. Imagine that must be before 2016. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Must be because if I called anyone a minx today, uh, I'd be I would be kicked off Twitter like Alex Jones. <laughs> but but I thought that was that was weird because I don't think I don't think our our lead actress here is is a minx calculating minx like no. yeah no. We see what we want to see. It's a Rorschach yeah. test. Mm. He's, he's gone. He's, he's got the fever, as we said last week. So <laughs> uh, maybe what some of these reviews have hit upon is that, yeah, this film is neither fish nor fowl. And it, it, it it's not doesn't have the the subsu- sumptuousness of, of The Handmaiden, the, the, the nastiness, the, 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 uh, the highs and lows mm. in that story. And it was, it, you know, that's what we're, we're drawn to, particularly on this podcast. It's like we like Basic Instinct and The Handmaiden and things that are a bit outrageous and um you know this was they just pulled their punches a few a little bit and you know i mean but still there was some subtle stuff in there we've we've gone on about the straw and a few other things but uh it wasn't a whole hell of a lot but it wasn't a short movie and true we've got no relationships with any of the characters really that's true. Yeah, I, I wish we knew more about the the old uh, housemaid mm. because we we do get a little glimpse because she uh, about she son hears and... yeah her son manages to to get promoted to be a prosecutor and we get this in Squid Game. Mm. This is the thing. Yeah, and, and so thing. I guess that the the thing there is that she's worked so hard to put him through school, being this you know mm. working in this awful uh house as as a housemaid for how many decades and and the work's paid off you know mm. well it's time for that me too meter so the portrayal of the women in this movie is retrograde why are we watching a movie about scheming rich wives who want to have five babies and poor maids with erect nipples and white panties <laughs> 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 okay. Now I'm going to add this as a, as a regular feature. I think heavens to Bechtel. Okay, we've covered this before. This is the Bechtel test. Now, just a reminder for uh, you people: the Bechtel test is uh, an informal way to evaluate bias against women in 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 films. So here it is: a work is said to pass the Bechtel test if it one has two named women who to talk to each other about three something other than a man. So two women. With a name, who talk to each other, something about a man. So this film fails the Bechdel test. Okay, now uh, I've got a, a, an excerpt here from the comic book, actually, which I'd never seen. It's these two, these two uh, '80s sort of lesbians who look not like at all like the Handmaiden lesbians, Ricky. <laughs> this is more what you were thinking, the way they look, <laughs> and they're not scissoring, and there's no. There's no, yeah, sucking of titties or any any of that. Anyway, she says, well, I don't know. I have this rule, see. I go to a movie if it satisfies three basic requirements. One, it has to have at least two women in it who talk to each other about th- about three something besides a man. And, like, the posters are The Barbarian and there's another one, The Vigilante. They look like wicked movies, too. I'm like, yeah, man. Let's, I want to see The Vigilante. I don't even know what, what's that, what that is. It's got some beefcake on there. Anyway... Um, couple of uh the, the housemaid should adhere to this test you know this this famous test that appears in a, a comic book written by two white nobodies from the 1980s <laughs> take note everybody you need to have strong prominent women in your movie even if it's dunkirk or hbo's oz <laughs> and they should talk to each other about geopolitics the singularity and oh any old thing as long as it's not a man all men are trash 
except trans men who are brave and beautiful and strong. So fuck you, Korea. Get with it. <laughs> yeah, does that test apply if they're talking about a trans man? Well, this is the thing. This You can always fucking put a date on it as well. Like, like you know, like this is just um, an old style of, of feminism that um, has been... Has been um, consumed by a, a more terrifying uh, strain. Uh, so, because here we go. Here's a couple of uh, uh, tweets here that just, just on the Bechdel test. So this is from someone called uh, it- Itachi Perez, 2019. Just a reminder that only 10 of the 21 Marvel films pass the Bechdel test. Captain Marvel is great, but we need to do better. Bechdel test, two women talking to each other about something besides a man. So there you go. Um, great. I think we'll bring the Bechdel test back. It's very important. It's the only way to rate movies, I think. Um, I think Max Monomore, I don't know whether that passes. We'll have to go back to a retro, yeah. retrospective. Who knows? Anyway, and how dare these filmmakers feature white panties peeking out from a tight black skirt, AJ? <laughs> All right. On what planet do these misogynists think that tight white cotton panties clinging close to the visible cleft betwixt the thighs is good? He's lost it. There is nothing inherently arousing about the thought of cotton panties or, for that matter, what is lying beneath those millimetres of fabric warmed by nubile young flesh. Okay. Oh, wow. So, just as a side note, um, BJ's... Why, oh, why is there so much BJ action in this film anyhow? Apart from the fact that Hoon assumes power poses, Patrick Bateman style at times, BJs are an inherently misogynistic sexual activity and exclusionary by their very nature. Teen Vogue has written many articles about things we don't see in The Handmaiden. This is just a, a handful of things. That 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 uh, you know we could be exploring instead of BJ's if, if they're any good. <laughs> all right, here we go. Some headlines for you. All right. Yes, fat people have sex. Here's how to do it best. Next. What? <laughs> Trying to figure out if you're top, bottom, or verse. You're not alone. <laughs> and no, I don't know what verse is, Ricky. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know what it is. Look it up. All right. If you if you knew, you wouldn't be a bigot. Next up. Disabled people need sex ed too. Okay. Next. Everything you wanted to know about being pansexual, which is nothing. Uh, <laughs> 11 people share why they didn't have sex in college. Now, I actually have an answer to this. I suggest it's probably because they couldn't stop talking about their boring um, obsessions about their sex and gen- gender and all that. That's why they didn't have sex. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. Next up. What does horny mean? Seven signs you're horny. What? Now, I think that's six signs too many (laughs) to me, but uh, I'm old-fashioned that way. So, yet again, Korea has shown itself to be heteronormative and phobic of anything that isn't the old in out. Uh, (laughs) Furthermore, it doesn't need to be said that there is a lack of LGBT representation in this film. To add to the general lack of diversity we have discussed already, all films especially small-scale dramas, should think about what it means to not see yourself on screen. It's basically genocide. (laughs) There's five people in the fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, AJ, I, for one, I need characters to look and sound like me to connect with the film okay. There's a few exceptions. I mean, you know, you could say 
Toshiro Mifuni, Jacques Tati, Charlotte Rampling, Javier Bardem, Pam Greer, Diane Keaton, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Faye Wong, Eddie Murphy, Mar- Marcello Mastriani, Liv Ullman, Morgan Freeman, Barbara Steele, Cherry and Fat, Jennifer Grey, Catherine Deneuve, Omar Sharif, Greta Garbo, Max von Sydow, Peter Sellers, Klaus Kinski, Jenna Rollins, Takeshi Kitano, Grace Kelly, and Karina. Uh, but uh, apart from people like that, <laughs> I need my characters to be exactly like me or I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get a lot more out of this film when I when I undergo my transracial, you know, surgery. <laughs> you will, you will. Uh, so that's the Me Too meter. What do we think out of ten? It's another high one. Mm. Yeah, I think that 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 the panties was was yeah. Who was that for? The you. <laughs> yeah. But this this is what I mean. These directors that this is this is exactly what I was talking about. If you've got any integrity, you need to come at this movie hard. Mm. If you've got no, if I like white panties and I like directors <laughs> shooting them and giving them to me. Okay, so I've never said that I don't. But if you're the person who says you don't like any of that, it, when it's like. Yeah, as I've said, like Sam Mendes or whatever. Like if he's doing it or whatever, and you're like, "Oh, this is terrible," and then this comes along and you go, "Oh, this," is, and you do a standing ovation, ten minutes standing ovation. You go, "Oh my god!" Like this movie was amazing. Korea's amazing. It's the best. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's high, but I think if you're a racist wokester, it's low. I don't know. They'd say it's zero. They'd go, "It's, it's their culture." <laughs> yes, it's their culture. Yeah. So again, it's yeah. uh, it's the same as last week. So it's high. I reckon it's a nine, but yep, because nine it's their culture. their culture. Yeah, nine or their culture. It's, it's yeah, zero. Mm. It's negative. Negative five. Like it's like they they've still got five to go before they're even doing anything wrong. Nine, and it was the woman that forced the abortion, not the man. So that's <laughs> well written by a man. Though, mm. So, uh, oh. there you go. so don't you know? Um, the fucking butler always did it, AJ. <laughs> and the butler is a woke. They always they they always there. Now, Boobometer quality was was very high. <laughs> Quantity quite low, <laughs> but quality full. Yes. Dark areola. Okay. He has his eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> Reliving the moment. <laughs> Uh, in the bathtub, <laughs> we saw them. Yes. <laughs> so, but I, my favourite bit was her. I mean, sleeping naked is mm. that's not a thing. Uh, and then, uh, but she's downstairs. The husband comes down, sort of jumps her a bit, and she quickly puts on again the white singlet. Yes. Yeah. The white singlet and the white panties. That is all you need. A, a very ill, ill-fitting. Mm. But it was ill-fitting. But the well. way she was getting on it, well, they were. It was like it was like she was juggling fruit. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. like getting it on. I was like I was like yes. <laughs> yeah. Not fast enough. Like mm. as in good. Mm. Like you know she gets it. She gets well, the it. Director she can't. Gets it. They all get. They're all in on it. Yeah. They're all in on it. I think that could be my favorite part in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. What good. about the old so, lady's titties? Look, I'm, I'm always happy. I'm, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity titty guy. You know. Yeah. So well, should, anyway. she should be celebrated like Emma Thompson. Natural. Emma's <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah. Fucking hell. Talk, look, we've been talking about, uh, you know, North Melbourne not doing the victory lap. Emma Thompson needs to not do the victory lap. She's when someone's 63 old and like, oh, yes, now I'm saving feminism by getting all out. I'm like, oh, shut up. All right. She's here at the moment. I already gave the award to Sharon Stone when she turned him in. All right. So I can't give you another one. 
It's too. She wins feminism. <laughs> doing it when it mattered. All right. When she was hot. <laughs> when she was hot. That's the point. All right. That's what it's all about. Get in, get out, get ladies. <laughs> yes. Exactly. All right. Well, that's the housemaid. Um, how was it, Ricky? Did you get everything out of Korea for the moment that you wanted? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Do we have to watch the old version? In the our, old version our, sounds good, actually. In our spare time, yeah. I mean. We will. We will. Yeah, we should. I, I was. In, I was intrigued. There's a trilogy oh. or something, so really? we should. We should look. We're, we're definitely coming back to Korea. Don't worry. Um, there's plenty more of that to come. I. I will say, um, the Handmaiden was it was a solid gold masterpiece. Oh, definitely. And like, it's one of those movies that. Like I don't really watch new movies. Mm. Uh, if I, I need to get a ten out of ten from you guys or or another another friend, a couple of friends of mine, for me to go. Oh, all right, I normally just you know watch old Hitchcock movies and shit. So the, when I saw The Handmaid, I was just like, oh, mm. this is this was it was proper better than it could ever have been, mm. you know. Um, and no one will ever believe me too. Mm. Like I'll 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 be like. No, because it's a terrible poster, the normal poster and stuff. I'd just be like, no, it's it's proper. It was really mm. good. It's yeah. proper, proper. Like, it's basic instinct good, mm. you know? So, hopefully, that makes people sit up. Next week, Mano Mano, uh, we have Heat with Yuri. Uh, so, that's that's a lot of men in that. Mm. Yeah. Big, just men. You know? I don't just think there's... there's you, can't, you can even get a Bechdel test. There's no women in it. <laughs> no. Ashley Judd, mm. I think, talks about um, Val Kilmer, so it's over. Yeah. It loses. <laughs> You know, Diane Venora, I think, talks about opportunity. So it's, it's done, all right? It's fucking over. <laughs> so that's that. Then get this. All right. Now, AJ, I didn't come here to fuck around. Ooh. All right. This ain't no joke. This ain't no joke. We're getting serious. All right. We're doing the Golden Heart trilogy. Okay. Now we're doing the idiots breaking the waves and dancing in the dark. We're doing it. Ooh. We're doing Von Trier. This is, this is Von Trier part one. And we're coming back to him a couple of times till we do the whole goddamn thing. All right. So number one is the idiots. Dogma ninety five. That's where we're starting. You're not going to believe it. Okay. I'm excited. I call it the year of gratitude. We're going to watch these and we're going to say thank you, Mr. Von Trier. Thank you because just the sort of artist that uh, we've shouted down and destroyed for the last um, however long. And I tell you what, you miss them when they're gone. Mm. <laughs> You miss them when they're gone, so it's time to watch. You're not going to believe the idiots. I'm, I just, I'm not going to tell you one thing about it. To me, we used to watch this movie, and it was like, I mean, it was shocking. But now, oh my god, yeah, yeah, just I, I, I can't say anything. So that's my, te- that's my Ooh. teaser. And what a teaser Retreat. it was. I am. All right. Well, until next time. Well, we said what we said. Yeah, you said some pretty outlandish shit tonight, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, until next week, long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of them. Them white panties. Panties, yes. Maids, butlers, house cleaners, gardeners, cooks, chauffeurs, beef eaters, wet nurses, and personal fuck slaves. This is Side Boob Cinema. <laughs> beef eaters? This is Side Boob Cinema. You're... <laughs> it's going to be a cracker. <laughs>